from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the podcast known as The Other Kind of Radio. The Other Kind of Radio. Talk Radio. Today is May 18th. This is episode 87. The Other Kind Even though all of my notes are wrong, I managed to correct that and now call attention to it. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping pong around the all things pop radio. culture and deliver to you, the kind listener. My name is Jeff. Todd will be on shortly. Today's episode is being broadcast live right now on Twitch. Now, I know that's a bit of a, a, a paradigm, a paradox for those of you that listen to our podcast on your favorite podcatcher app. You're like, well, Jeff, why does why do I care about that? I'm listening to you already, and the show is no longer broadcasting live. The purpose of this is to let you guys know that we plan on, in the future, to continue broadcasting live uh, on Twitch. We will uh, make sure we give you plenty of notice, and that way, if you're getting up early and you're having your coffee or whatever, you can sit down and watch, uh, yes, Todd's drinking his coffee, Watch our two uh, idiot faces on the internet talk about pop culture. Pop culture. Uh, where can you find us? Well, I'll tell you right now. You can find us at uh, http colon forward slash forward slash twitch tv. Twitch spelled T W T. Good lord. T W I T C H dot tv forward slash hectos. H E C T O S. Hectos is my channel name where I stream video games and whatnot. Uh, we did have a number of listeners from Ireland last week. So hello, Ireland. And uh, yeah, maybe some uh, some viewers that want to get on and uh, watch us talk uh, or do watch, watch a podcast, which again, I'm talking myself out of this uh, as I continue to move my mouth and push air out of my lungs. Anyway, Returning kind listeners, welcome back to the program. We hope you are safe, practicing social distancing, and most importantly, being kind to others. I think right now we all need to take a moment and uh, make sure we're being kind to everybody. A lot of stuff flying around out there. First-time listeners are congratulated on finding us among the plethora of podcasts that are out there. Todd and I are glad you're here. Believe you me. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to like, subscribe to The Other Kind Radio, uh, most podcast apps have a feature available for listeners to do so. For example, on uh, Stitcher, uh, all you got to do is search for The Other Kind Radio. When it pops up, there's a little plus sign. You hit that, boom, you're subscribed. Um, by doing so, you're helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. Now officially going to take a drink of coffee. Ah, all right. Deep breath. This week's episode continues to be sponsored by Pub 134, located at 90th and Maple, right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you're at home, if you're social distancing, and you find yourself in the need for a, a beer or a cocktail uh, to take home and enjoy, feel free to swing by 
Nick and his talented crew are there. You walk in, boom, hand sanitizer right there. The bar is deep enough that you can maintain a safe distance while you're placing your order. Those folks will be more than happy to uh, get you squared away. Uh, they are a local business, so in this time where we're trying to support everybody, uh, feel free to swing by Pub134. You can find them on Instagram, search for Pub134 Omaha, or you can go to pub134.com, go in, say hi to Nick, uh, and let him know. Julius might be hanging around there as well. Let him know that the other kind radio sent you, and uh, they'll appreciate your business. Thank you, Pub134, for sponsoring today's episode of the other kind radio. This week on Talk Radio, Todd's take on is a new cut. I think it was the original terminology that was used. A new cut. A new, a new, yeah, I can't think of it. Maybe Todd will help me out there. Anyway, Dive Bar Boombox has new content available on YouTube. Todd's going to take us into that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, Jeff's Judgment is going to be on the internet. Uh, this show almost didn't happen, and I've shared zero details with Todd. Um, so we'll talk a little bit of that in Jeff's Judgment. Center stage, Todd and I are going to attempt to give you a summer movie preview. We're going to try and tell you about a few films that are coming out and uh, discuss our thoughts on it, and then also give you updated release times for those movies as everything's kind of moved back due to COVID. Um, and we're also going to get in some headlines. Todd's got a good story about the Madden Football 2020 Bowl. And we did have a few uh, more passings this week, sad to say. Some people that have ended their most consecutive days alive on the planet. So we'll get into that. But now let's go ahead and get in. Get in? We don't want to get in. We want to bring on my podcast partner. He is a family generator, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and all-around renaissance man, Please welcome from a studio in the great state of Texas and delivering the pop culture significance of the number 87. Please, let's welcome Todd. Yay! Hey there, kind listener. Don't be afraid. It's Jeff with the Other Kind Radio here to explain what's going on. I had PC issues, as you'll hear later in the show, this earlier this week. Well, those PC issues changed some settings from just my normal get up and go record. This affected the Twitch stream, which has now been taken down, as well as the recording of the show. So basically my intro for Todd and everything, uh, none of his voice was captured. So basically you hear me talking to myself. And as exciting as that may sound, it makes for horrible podcasting. So I'm going to go ahead and save you, the kind listener of the time, going to go ahead and delete that portion of the show. And we're going to start up with Todd take, telling us uh, some significance of the number 87. Um, I know we joke about it on the show. Uh, I promise to do better due diligence in the future and try to avoid this happening again. Uh, so we're going to pick it up here with Todd talking about the significance of the number 87 here on the Other Kind Radio. Please enjoy. Disneyland Paris opened in 1987. How long did it last? Uh, let me look. Oh, was that Euro Disney that, that crashed? 
Actually, okay, I, I love this headline, Dis- Disney Paris opens, but then in, the, in it, it, I read, currently known as Disney Paris, the theme park opened in 1992. So screw it, my notes don't really, they kind of betray me. <laughs> For Jeff, he'll appreciate this one. The very first Final Fantasy video game is released by Square in Japan during the December, uh, end of December of 1987. Final Fantasy, some of the best gaming storylines that are out there for sure i've never played one final fantasy it's turn-based combat so you kind of it can get pretty deep as far as the um the strategy but uh uh-huh. yeah you, you know it's not your thing it's not your thing but the people that do like it are it, you know they're into it big time Televangelist Jim Baker went through his famous scandal in 1987 and somehow is back, man. If you want to see some great comedy, I don't mean to knock anybody in the religious beliefs, but no. that dude throws out some seriously funny stuff. And the fact that people just keep giving him money, I don't quite understand. Isn't he, didn't he say, I have sinned? I think he did. Okay. Again, yeah. no, no, no offense to any religious people out there. I just wanted to say that out loud. No, I think even those people that like him have to laugh at him a little bit. Um, popular films of that year, Three Men and a Baby, Fatal Attraction, Good Morning Vietnam, Untouchables, mm. Witches of Eastwick, The Last Emperor, which, man, that movie is not age well. One of the best films of that era, Moonstruck. If you want, in my ongoing battle with guys that say I don't like romantic comedies, go watch Moonstruck. That is a flawlessly executed film by Norman Jewison. Great performances, great movie. Gave us one of our early uh, glimpses at uh, your buddy that you sat down and ate a meal with, uh, Nick Cage. That's right. Yeah, I, I was just talking to my kid about that the other day. We watched Raising Arizona, and, and we were talking about that instance. And, you know, it's it's funny how, to my child, Nick Cage is just a crazy kooky guy. Yeah. And she doesn't realize that he actually has a foundation of being a pretty good actor at times. To wrap this up real quick, popular musicians of the time and their their hot releases. Michael Jackson's Bad came out in that, that year. Fleetwood Mac's Tango in the Night. That was bad. Sorry. So, and I believe us, uh, Bruce Hornsby in the range with mandolin rain and the Joshua tree by U two never heard of it. Seven with the single with or without you, which is a fun little note is a beautiful song that has verse chorus structure, but all it has is the same four chords over and over. Uh, Bono should, I was telling my wife about that recently, you know, she's not a U two fan, but I said, here's what you have to listen to. Not only does the edge do a lot of great work, but four chords that never change. And Bono finds a way to make the chorus lift and sound entirely different over that beautifully constructed song. With the that's, that's eighty-seven. Congratulations, great job. Let's get the kids involved. Okay. Now, isn't it true that in that song, the lyrics go, "I can't live with or without you." That is true. What the f- is that? I mean, that's a, it's a breakup song. I can't I, live I with or without you. you? Oh, I love you, but I can't be with you. Oh. I can't be with or without you. It, it, he's torn apart by all the things that go on. What does that have to do with the Joshua tree? I mean, that's the whole thing. <laughs> oh God, here it comes. <laughs> we need a theme song for reductions. Jeff. We do. You, you have to be ready and willing to, <laughs> to put that out there that here it comes. I'm going to be completely derogatory towards something that I know is really good, but I'm just going to put it down. When we have Bono on a show, um, I'll make sure I ask him that just, I mean, and I'm sure 
Did you ever find out why Bono uh, wears glasses, sunglasses everywhere? He's got like an eye thing. I'm jumping you all know, over. At some point, we need to really get into artists that have lost themselves in the persona that they've created. Right. I I was talking again to I, I think it was my wife. I said, you know, there there came a point with that band where it became too much of him with the glasses and constantly every song has to have him going, ah, yeah. ah, oh, you know, doing all this <laughs> stuff in the background. It's like, stop, just sing a song. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's probably in, in not only because I was suffering from some technical difficulties out here in here, mm -hmm. which have been mm -hmm. fixed, but I think that's one of your best, uh, pop culture significance. 87. We're gonna. We'll we I'm wondering what we're gonna. I'm wondering what we're gonna do when we hit the aughts. And then like in 1900, <laughs> in 1901, the most popular soft drink was whiskey. <laughs> um, well, let's whiskey. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, let me see if I've got this queued up. Let me get out the. Uh, hey, nope, the wrong way, one. Got the 90s to go through. We're we're really good. Oh, we got we the 90s. That's right. Let's get out the angry typewriter. It's time for headlines. We've got a few to go through. Uh, before we get into the, the passings this week, let's go ahead. Todd has brought video game news that I was unaware of to the show, which shows his commitment and level of professionalism, where mine is sitting at about a neg 50 right now. So, uh, Todd, tell us what you got. So this morning I woke up uh, trying to scratch my brain and make it work. I came across a story that I thought, Hey, I'm going to bring this to Jeff because for once I'm going to bring the video game news. And that is about Madden bowl 2020. And the victor this year had a different strategy. I'm going to, I'll tell you what that strategy was after I kind of tell you the rules that I found out. Um, the article I pulled up, I don't believe says this, but ESPN had set the rules. They, they were hosting this man bowl and the rules were that it wasn't so much that you just picked your favorite team and went with it. You could pick your favorite teams uniform, but you drafted a team. And so obviously if you go draft the big quarterbacks, the, the Tom Brady's Patrick Mahomes, a lot, whatever your salary cap is dinged disproportionately. Well, oh, really? Better. Yeah, it, it, and they did. That was it. You picked your your favorite players, and he could pick players from any era and put them in positions. And what he knew about the current version of Madden is that apparently, and it doesn't work for me because I'm not very good at this, <laughs> it is disproportionate towards a running game. Mm. So what he did was, as a, his quarterback, I'm try, I wish this article had it in front of me, he drafted a punter from like the 1930s era Washington Redskins and put him uh, as his quarterback. Okay. So that it would, so that almost no money was put towards it. Then he stacked his offensive line, got a good running back and really got a killer defense. Here's, here's the whole point of this. His name is Radel joke Brito. His, his gamer name, uh, gamer tag gamer name, whatever is joke. And he won the final match in a 17 blowout through an unusual strategy that was run only plays throughout the entire tournament. He never threw a single pass. Wow. In anything he did throughout this tournament, uh, he won a $65,000 reward. And I was, uh, reading through that. A lot of people that were, uh, on top of this and have been part of Madden tournaments had said that this guy has always been incredibly 
bright when it comes to these. And you could tell that he was one of the top, maybe 15 to 10 man players in the world. They said that he may now be in the top five, if not the greatest man player ever, because he understood this game in a way that no one else did. If you go watch his plays, it literally, for anybody that follows football, he runs it straight up the middle and you can almost just see that massive offensive line. They put all the money just, it's like Moses parting the seas and, Bam, guy just goes. That's amazing. So pretty monumental idea that in this pass happy football league reflected in that game, he yeah. never threw a single pass. He basically made all of the executives at the NFL panic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, we can't even look. You know, this reminds me, it was back in, um, I think it was back in around 08 or so, um, there was a competition on... Um, MLB 2K or something like that. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the show that was on PlayStation. But anyway, there was a baseball game where they offered a million dollar prize to pitch the perfect game. Hmm. And you had to like this is old school, so you had to like hey get a camcorder and record you and prove that it was the, you know through a newspaper the date and all this other stuff. But uh, you remind me of the guy that won that first million dollar prize, and all he did was study the 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 actual numbers and science behind the game, and he actually was able he practiced and practiced was able to do it. So here's another cat that really took the time to do the research, and you know come up with a winning strategy for that. So congrats, congrats to uh, what, what do you say his name was Joke? Joke. He he uh, won the final match over Daniel D. Croft Mycroft. Nice. What will be your Twitch name when you become famous on the internet? Well, I'm going to go with Daniel Mycroft's thing of just taking his first name, his first initial, and then doing a shortened version of his last name. So if he's Daniel D. Croft Mycroft, I guess I'd be Tiesel. So that I like that. Tiesel's kind of like Diesel. My suggestion to you is what was the name of the shark in Jaws? Didn't they call it Betty Lou or something? Bruce. Ooh, Bruce. Uh-huh. There you go, Bruce. Which, since you opened that door, uh, they're releasing that in 4K in two weeks. So uh, officially in, in two weeks, expect that I'm going to tell you I can't podcast for two weeks because I'll just be watching that movie nonstop in 4K. Well, we'll still podcast. You'll just be watching the movie. I got you. No, I won't, no we won't. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be podcasting while you watch the movie. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. Congratulations to the Madden Bowl 2020 winner joke. Um the only other really headlines we have, there are a couple other things going on, but I thought we'd kind of get into, we had a few more passings um, this past week. And and to the kind listener out there, if we, if we don't mention your beloved celebrity, uh, that is no attempt on our part to, in any way, um, you know, be disrespectful. We're just kind of running through a few things here. So, and, and, and you know what, the, 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 the phone lines, phone lines, I just gave away one of our secrets. We're going to have a phone line open soon where you can call and leave us messages Anyhow, yes, yes, I'm setting that up right now. I just blew the whole thing right now. Um, well, what's awesome is that I find out just the same as a listener does. I'm not really a part of the production. <laughs> that is awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, well, and 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 maybe you should be because I'm just rocking it right now as far as production. Um, but uh, for those kind listeners uh, that are out there, what I was going to say was, you know, if, if there's something we leave out or something you feel like we need to cover info at the other kind radio.com info at the other kind radio.com info at the other kind radio.com send us an email uh be more than happy to cover it uh all right so 
first was uh we we talked about little richard uh last week and then the other one that caught my eye was a few days later on may 11th jerry stiller passed ben stiller's father iconic um roles that i think of him in zoolander and then he had his run on seinfeld and a few other things uh 92 years old so a, a good run and um you know, he he did pass of natural uh, cause, causes, and uh, you know he'll be missed. But but that guy always brought what I felt like was good energy and, and great comedic sense to the roles that, that you know we got to see him in. You know, one of those actors that you saw a thousand times and a thousand different things. He started as a uh, in a comedy team with his wife Ann Mira, uh, simply as Stella Stiller and Mira. Um, the funny thing for me is I, I'm not a huge fan of his son's early work though, as his son has become more of a director and did the, uh, what was the, the prison thing that he did recently that we even talked about. I, I, I can't remember the name of that thing now. Um, uh, I, I, I love, I loved Jerry Stiller as a kid. I thought he was so incredibly funny, but what I love about people like that is that he became this, even though he's so famous, he became this character actor that just sort of fit into the woodwork in so many films. You can go and, and look at his, he had 115 acting credits, 115. Yeah. The dude never stopped working. And that's, that's not even taking into account that he was on a ton of shows, King of Queens and things like that, doing multiple episodes. So the man started working. Let's see. The first credit they have is 1957 and he never stopped. Wow. Great, great, great actor. He'll be missed. Uh, highly recommend you catch him, like I said, in some episodes of Seinfeld. He also was on uh, King of Queens and uh, Zoolander, I think, is one of my favorite uh, movies because then in, in that one he plays uh, Ben Stiller's agent, so they have kind of a neat uh, relationship there. Um, also, um, passing this past week, uh, Fred Willard. Um, now, if you're like me and you're good with faces but bad with names... Fred Willard basically uh, was on Modern Family. Uh, he was in Everybody Loves Raymond. He was in Spinal Tap, Mighty Wind. Uh, he was in a number of movies, and I think uh, what was the best to show? He was in Best to Show. Um, mm. it just hilarious. Brought such a great sense of. Um, being able to, for me, I always felt like Fred Willard was on the same side as, as the audience when it came to a joke, even though he was delivering it, even though he was playing a character that was saying funny things to me, he always felt very transparent when delivering any kind of comedy. Uh, so you didn't feel like he was speaking at you. You felt like he was, he was there with you. And it, and it came for, at least for me, very apparent when he would be doing his stuff, uh, like in best of show when he was, making commentary there's you know he plays kind of the 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 color analyst on the best of show which is about a the dog show the annual dog show and his comments were something that you would make as an audience member uh where you had the breeder on there saying all the technical stuff about the dogs and he would ask you know something ridiculous about you know uh why their legs were so short or, or whatever came to mind for him so fred willard um just just again another icon and and, and a funny guy um, he, he passed peace, peacefully. He was 86 years of age. 
And if we're playing the numbers game, he had 313 credits on IMDb. Good Lord. My first uh, exposure to Fred Willard was in the 70s. Do you remember the show Fernwood Tonight with Martin Mull? No. They So here you got Fred Willard and Martin Mull on a show. And I believe that if I recall, I'm trying to scroll through and see if I can find it. I believe that it was almost kind of like a early, felt more like um, Arrested Development kind of quirky didn't fit especially in the 70s and i remember just being enthralled with it because i didn't understand it i would watch it and be like i know something's here and then it goes on to be incredibly revered and fred then just goes on and becomes again this actor that's a little he's always that guy that somehow is a little off with the rest of whatever he's in his work on modern family uh as as the uh main father's uh, father yeah I, my God, he would come on the screen and I just, I found myself sitting forward, ready to laugh. I loved, loved this man. It'll be missed. And, and, and for those kind listeners out there, just uh, go out, like Todd said, hit IDB, IMDB. Good Lord, Jeff. Hit IMDB, look them up and um, maybe find something, pick something out, something you haven't seen before and enjoy this uh, talented actor comedian's work. Um, next up and, uh, definitely, uh, not least, but, uh, the last one we'll talk about today was, uh, and I actually got a text from, uh, pop, my dad about this one. And, and I'm such a moron. Um, he said that, you know, it was very sad to hear about Mark Marin's girlfriend passing. Uh, I've, I've been a long time listener of, of, um, uh, WTF Mark Marin's podcast. Todd and I have gone on and on about him with his recent series glow. Um, and so I was like, Oh, that's sad. So I was doing, believe it or not, pre-production for the show and was getting this list of people up. And then I, uh, knew of Lynn Shelton, who was a a director who just died, um, on May 15th on age at age 54. But I didn't know that she was Mark Marin's girlfriend. So a little, uh, little moment for me there to, uh, to realize what bigger, how big of an idiot I am. Um, but, uh, not non COVID 19 related. Uh, Tom sure Todd's got her IMDB page up. She's a talented director. Uh, basically she just had some type of underlying condition and, and, uh, just, you know, they couldn't, uh, doctors couldn't save her and, and, and heart filled, uh, uh, go out to Mark Marin, who I believe is a really talented guy. I, because I've followed his career and listened to his podcast, this is a guy that has not had a lot of luck at love. He's very open and honest about him as an individual being difficult to share a life with, which I, I think is fantastic when you can do some, some self-analysis and, and be honest. So it's made, made me sad that, that you know, he had possibly found somebody that had really you know started down a good path, and, and to lose her suddenly, obviously, uh, you know, is hard. Um, Todd. So the interesting thing about her as a director is that she did not get her first directing credit until 2006. And when she passed, she was 54 years old. Um, so she only began directing at the age of 40 and she was one of those that did not traditionally go to film school, but had some luck with the indie films that she had. And I was reading through, um, her career and it was talking about, 
how a lot of these directors that are like her that are starting later in life are, are having success at Sundance and South by Southwest getting found and then directing television and television is no longer, you know, what it once was, you know, it used to be this idea, you're going to direct television, you're kind of the B game. Now you're the, the A game. And she directed episodes of, and this is aside from her film work. She did a lot of film work. She directed episodes of Mad Men, New Girl, The Mindy Project, Shameless. Uh, she did some things, obviously, for Mark Marin. Recently, she had worked on Fresh Off the Boat, and she did uh, five episodes of Glow. This is also she. She started the she did the miniseries Little Fires Everywhere, which I still have not watched. She was incredibly loved. Like Jeff, I did not know that she was with Mark Marin. I have come to really like him, not just listening to the podcast, but yeah. I was just watching Joker last night, and he has ever so small of a role yes. in it. But even when he's there, to me, he's just one of those actors that I'm like, ah, oh, I want more of him. Bring me more. And so this morning when I saw this, that suddenly I had, you know, seen her name having passed and apparently she had some very rare blood disease and just died. Yeah. And when I saw that it was Mark Maron's girlfriend, I thought the same thing. I thought you poor person yeah. that it just seems, and you know, and, and look, he even admits on his podcast that a lot of his issues are his own. He, you know, I yeah. create these fires and, and he doesn't ever try to put them off, but you hope I, I think we all hope that some, we each find somebody to lean upon and somebody that helps us maybe see that we're not alone in the world and crazy. And I'm not trying to get too deep in this, but no, no. It, my heart just broke when I saw that. I thought you, you poor, poor person, you know, I hope that, that he finds his way. I hope that he can find at least some peace to his heart mend. I, that one really broke my heart when I saw it this morning. Yeah, I agree with you. Very well said. And, and, um, you know, We'll send uh, we'll send positive vibes his way. Mark Marin's a fighter. You know he's been dealing with addiction and a number of other things that I think has led up to 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 where he's at professionally. Um, and uh, hopefully this will uh, be something he can work through. All right, so let's go ahead grab that uh, obnoxious aggressive typewriter. And let's uh, put it back in its case. That's headlines for the other kind radio. Today is May 18th, 2020. And uh, just in case you didn't know, you are listening to the other kind radio. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Todd's take on. Let's uh, fire up the projector. That nice warm sound. And uh, Todd, you can tell us what your take on this week. My take is on something that I actually have a really hard time sharing. And I'm going to share this because so many of my good friends kind of get on me about not promoting my music. Um, my band, the Die Bar Boombox that Jeff mentions every week in my intro uh, was a bit of a passion project. I, I came up with an idea a few years back. Uh, that I really like Americana music and Americana. Some people will call it country. It's not country. It's a mix of you. It's Americana. You can have every style. It can be blues. It can be Zydeco. It can be rock. It can be country. Uh, our, our band has seven people, fiddle, banjo, piano, all these different things. The drums are a cajon, which is just a box you sit on. Um, but the big thing that I wanted to do is to bring that sound to songs of Eris past that I like. And I got that idea by listening to a band called postmodern jukebox, which many of you may have heard of. And they, uh, they famously take, 
current hit or past hit pop songs and turn them into big band type swing songs. And I thought, why can't we do the same thing, but do a little bit more like Americana. Right. So over the, the COVID thing, a, a lot of bands have been out there and what you'll do is you have one person. It's usually the lead person will record themselves playing a song. And then you send that video around and say, okay, go put a camera on yourself, listen to me, play with me. And then you sync them all up. So it's, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt, especially when you have seven people. And, uh, I, I, I laugh a bit at, at my bandmates. Uh, most of them did very well. Some of them couldn't figure it out that I was using a slate type idea, like in the movies, when you go, yeah, here, we're going to mark it and go and you clap. And I told everybody, I said, I'm going to go one, two and clap. Yeah. There was, there was, one or two that didn't quite understand that concept. So I have just inadvertent claps for no reason at all, but I was still able to sync it up. And so I, I shared with Jeff, look, we don't have a ton of views. We don't have a ton of subscribers. So I'm actually going to ask you guys, the kind of listener, it really helps us out. The more people that see it, the more people that go subscribe to the channel, look, you can subscribe and never watch a video again for all I care. But if you want to give it a thumbs up, that helps me. Apparently, YouTube has really become the social media platform for bands now so that you can put music out there and venues look at it. Very long story short, this is our, I don't know how else to call this, maybe stacked video since I, the idea that I recorded first and then everybody recorded around me. This is our stacked video. Do you want to roll it underneath me? Yep. Rolling. All right. So at some point we'll kind of hear it and I can talk over it. There it is. So this is our version of Kisses, I Was Made For Loving You, um, a, a disco era song off of the album Dynasty that we do a little bit more as a haunting kind of country shuffle beat. I'll let it go ahead and play. I can't get enough of you, baby. Can you get enough of me? I'll talk over it here. Just, you know, it's look again, you will see it. You'll see seven people all there in different shots put together. Um, if you're in the Texas area and you're ever out, come out and see us. We try to put on a, a great fun show and it's a, a bit of that kind of stuff. We always try to have fun with the songs and give a new take on it. So there, I've done it. I've done what my friends asked me to do. I have shared, I have promoted the band. I'll probably never do it on this show again. Piana. The fun thing there, if you hear me while I'm doing it, I literally am calling them on the original video to do solos, and it's like you hear me say, "Okay, take it, Melissa." Ah. And it, it I, I told them I said I'm gonna treat it like we're live. When we're live, I will constantly like go, Melissa. I thought, why not do that, you know? And yeah. So they, again, what they did was, I all it is is a track of me playing guitar and singing, and they all played along, and it comes off sound like a band playing all at the same time. Get enough of me, 
I, I do... Is the lack of, of... Is the lack of... Your fellow bandmates cutting their heads off in their video, is that is that a request that they... Because I, I, we talked a little bit about the drummer and the pianist, but the lead guitar, violinist, and... Oh, no. Oh, I... <laughs> I had this... Heck, you're I had wrong the, on that, because if anything, the gar guitarist, it's mostly his face. <laughs> I had the page scroll down. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so what Jeff's referring to is in the video... This, this was a logistical nightmare to an extent trying to coordinate as I am one of seven people and saying, okay, everybody landscape your video. Everybody make sure I can see not just your instrument, but you, but you know, like I, the, the drummer who sits on a cajon again, all, again, all that is, is a little box with, yeah. uh, it's a tonal wood box with snares on the inside. So it, it can sound like drums. It really can. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> But he just did a shot of his crotch on top of the cajon. I think it maybe he, he wanted to showcase his technical abilities. That's, you know, he did. And I, I, look, I am not knocking him. He has since come back and laughed about it. Yeah. He is incredibly sweet person very talented musician but my pianist also decided to kind of do a shot where you barely see his face you see his hands and yeah. so we i'm working on another video that we're going to put out in a few days and Ooh. They, have, they have done a better job and i see faces this time so that's it dive well, bar boom box go out there um if you'll do me a favor share it out with your friends subscribe to the channel like it it helps us it keeps us in the algorithm yes <laughs> Just Jeff always says, I would really appreciate the help. It keeps the YouTube universe spinning and Google making money. Um, Amen. Great job. I'm really enjoying this. And I like any time that a band takes a well-known uh, song and, you know, does it their own way. So kudos to that. And yeah, from a technical standpoint, especially editing videos and trying to get everything synced up, uh, tip of the sure. cap to you. Uh, and if I can offer the one thing that I like about the video the most, yeah, we actually have a thumbs down vote. I know, I know, which I was... made me so excited. And Shelly's like, "Why are you excited that you got a down vote?" I said, "Because somebody watched it that wasn't just my friend, right?" Or I have a bunch of jerk friends that are voting me down. I don't know, but I was enthused because, again, I too like. If you're going to do a cover, I don't want to hear you unless you're paying absolute tribute to a band. I don't want to hear you do a note for note perfect cover i want to hear right. you do something different right and the fact that somebody came in there and went no i want yeah. to hear duga, 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 you know a disco tune with a rock band I great vote us down should i love we, you should we play the the original yeah if you want to grab it again this was off of dynasty uh this was the era when peter chris was so drugged up that anton fig of david letterman's band was actually the drummer on this album Peter played very little of the drums on this album. Let me see if I can get this queued up here. And it, it, so it was a disco era thing here. Kiss had been coming off of really hard rock things like um, Destroyer with uh, with uh, Detroit Rock City, then Love Gun with Love Gun and Christine 16 and their, their classic brand of cheesiness. And then they came out with this, and this was the height of the disco era. There we go. But I... It sounds very uh, everybody's everybody's crazy about a sharp dressed man by ZZ Top. It sounds yes. ZZ Top esque. So what makes that disco for anybody as a drummer? I'll tell you. Listen to that drum beat. It's you just hear the the bass and and, and the snare hitting. 
constantly. So you're you're just going out. You can dance to it. Well, there you go. As well, yeah. It gives a little context there. What do you think, kids? You know, I've got to make sure I load another uh, applause sound effect at some point because that's got to be getting old. <laughs> it's like an old friend. Yeah. Hey. All right, well, that's Todd's take on. Let's go ahead and take that projector and tuck it away next time. Well done. Go to YouTube. Check it out. Dive Bar Boombox. I was made for loving you. And, um, yeah, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down because that's one thing that, that, that I like to hear Todd say is based on the fact that, you know, we do this, right? We know we know there are people that are going to listen and not be a fan. Um, but more importantly, your feedback is, is greatly appreciated. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know uh, what we may need to do to improve or, or, you know, what you like or what we can do, and we'll go for it. Um, I've got something in here that's rattling. I don't know if you can hear it in when I talk. I hope not. But uh, no, your voice. Good. Okay. Well, that's annoying enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get a Jeff's judgment. And that's something else I need to, <clears throat> at some point, uh, do some production on. So this show almost didn't happen. And it's a, it, it could be a long, it could be an episode in itself, but I'll give you the short and long. Started having some problems with my PC. So years ago, when Todd and I worked together, Part of my job was building and fixing and playing around with the innards of PCs. And, um, you know, you don't do something for a long period of time and, and you have that voice goes, yeah, we can still do this. So I started to make the number one mistake in computer repair, and that is just start fixing it. Um, so here's what I had going against me. Pretty much right off the bat, I misplugged in, misplugged in? I plugged in incorrectly the CPU fan to the motherboard and actually had a wisp of smoke come up from the fan, Ooh. which is not good. Secondly, I, based on some of the stuff I had read on the interweb, decided that I needed to reseat my CPU. CPUs are a little different now than they were back in 2000. So upon... Uh, Reseating the CPU, I managed to bend a bunch of the CPU pins, Ooh. which if you could imagine a needle inside of a needle, that's kind of what they look like these days. So I uh, had that problem um, and at the same time managed to get thermal paste, which is a paste you put between the CPU and the CPU fan in a computer. It helps regulate the temperature. I managed to get CPU paste inside the resting bracket for the CPU. So needless to say, I put myself in a bad position real quick. I tried everything. I was working, I was working, I was working. I couldn't get it to work, couldn't get it to work. It's the first time that I've never been able to fix a PC. Last night, I actually, Saturday night, I uh, decided to step away, have some dinner, relax a little bit, and then do some research. And the reason why Jeff's judgment is on the internet was I obviously started typing in the symptoms I was having and was just amazed by the number of videos that came up describing exactly what I was going through. Um, 
And kudos to all of those people that make videos from 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 very high production to just a guy with a with a microphone just saying, okay, hey, this is something to try. I learned that you can do a number of things to fix bent pins on CPUs, which again are very microscopic now. I was using my iPhone magnifying app with a light to magnify the pins on the CPU so I could see them. And I watched a video where a guy took a razor blade and you run it down the row of pins and you can wiggle it back and forth and it'll straighten the pins out. Mm. Great. Problem solved. My pins are good. Still can't get it to work. Came across other videos about thermal paste. I'm, I googled thermal paste in CPU. Got myself a bottle of rubbing alcohol and a toothbrush and very gently scrubbed the entire CPU and then had to clean out the CPU uh, rester or whatever the, the, the socket that it goes into. Had to clean rester. all of that That's out. That's the official name, rester. Rester. CPU rester. Uh, and so I, I woke up on uh, Sunday morning fully prepared to, uh, you know, come back and say, Todd, we're not going to be able to have a show and was very happy to, uh, after a couple of hours of getting everything scrubbed and going nice and slow and everybody in their video said, just take it nice and easy, not in a rush, scrubbed it all down, got everything cleaned out, reseated the chip, fired it up. And here we are now, uh, recording and making stuff happen. Um, so, uh, big thank you to everybody on the internet, everybody that takes the time to make those YouTube videos and help us with trying to fix some stuff on, on our own. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. So I'm, I, I guess I didn't know that you do this on a desktop that you've created yourself. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not surprised that you created it. I I've known forever and a day that you're, very skilled when it comes to that kind of thing. I also know that in the oddness of you, which we all have oddness, you oh, like yeah. to play video games where you create computers, which may yes. be the oddest video game I've ever thought of in my <laughs> life. I, you know, Sims is odd where you create a house and you hope your little fish like people come around and do things, but you're going to another level where you're building. So I actually find myself, uh, you know, a little surprised that, you know, or actually I, I find myself comforted that you too would have to go out there and search for oh, these things. Yeah. But what I love is that you are like me in that, Hey, I got a problem going to pull back and I'm going to trust the interwebs and you people tell me what you got going. It's amazing. The information is out there. Yeah. I just hope you didn't get like post a forums and get the condescending. Oh, you moron. If you did this, that is one of my biggest pet peeves yeah. are those people. Well, and I didn't go into comments much, but you reminded me of a point that I wanted to make was, which was a lot of the videos start out, you know, like, Hey, like one of the issues I was having is I could hit the power button and the fan and everything would come on, but it wouldn't boot. I couldn't get any image on the monitor. And so, you know, I'm like panicking and I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to call Todd. We're going to have to cancel the show. How much is this going to cost? And most of the video started, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. Welcome to blah, 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 blah. Look, I know if you're watching this right now, you're stressing, you know, you've got power, you know, you've checked off a few boxes, but you still can't get, you know, this to work. Take a deep breath, go slow. And we'll get through this. And I, th I mean, it was so weird to just kind of have that connection or have them at least communicate in a way that was like, we understand your, 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 your pants right now. 
and right. you know we're gonna we're gonna get you through this. And believe it or not, I mean I followed it all, I watched it all. I had a toothbrush in my hand. I'm scrubbing a CPU, which I hadn't looked at a CPU in probably ten years, twelve years. And the pins used to be fairly big and by the eye. And of course, I'm ten years older, but I mean there's a lot of them. So again, uh, I know more there's than one. Yeah, there's more more than one. Um, and I thought I, you know, when I bent the pins, uh, it was a cuss fest. It's the worst thing you can do for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Just, just Google CPU pins and you'll see there's all these tiny little gold pins. And you, the worry is when you're straightening them is if you break one, mm-hmm. is if you break one off, there is a more than likely chance that that pin provides a very important piece of information between the CPU and the PC and you could be out replacement CPUs can run anywhere between 200 to, you know, a thousand dollars. So I got it working. Uh, uh, I was very excited. Uh, I walked up and, uh, to sweet Catherine, I said, Oh, you know what I think I'm going to do after lunch is, uh, and she was supportive the entire time. She's like, I'm so sorry. It's gonna be so frustrating. Uh, I said, after lunch, I think I'm going to go play a video game on my PC. I fixed and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then I went. I went and told Luke, the 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 thirteen year old, and and he was like, "Yeah, I knew you'd do it." <laughs> thanks, kid. Yeah, thanks. All right. So anyway, for those of you that may be facing technical issues or learning how to play a guitar or any other of the multiple answers that are out there on the internet as far as finding solutions, um, the internet's a great place. I know there's a lot of a lot of um, uh, trollers out there and negative people, but, uh, s- you know, stead, steadfast in your ways. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. The answers I'll are out there. There are a lot of people out there that are nasty. I, I was telling Jeff that in the mixing of that, that video, yeah. I, I had an issue with something I did. I went looking and sure enough, here's a guy that's like, it wasn't to me, but somebody else, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't even bother getting to this field. We, we aren't here to help you fix it. I'm like, shut up. And then you go to the next person, keep looking because there is that person that says, dude, that happens to everybody when they start out. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Do this. And it, you can simulate it. Yeah. You're fixed. So, there are a ton of people out there ready to help. I'm so glad that you were able to find it. I'm Me so too. glad that you were able to fix it. And it was, it was a, a moment of a validation for me. Thank you for saying that too, because it was, you know, you go through the mo- the minutes of uh, the moments of doubt. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe I don't have it anymore. I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeVille, you know, maybe I had it at all. Well, no, I know I had it at some point. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud to you. Right, I'm exactly. sorry. You asked me never to tell Jeff that. Right. But, um, but you know, and then to, to be able to fix it was a, was a good feeling. So, uh, that's Jeff's judgment on weird one. It is. Let's go ahead and move on to center stage. And, uh, Todd and I are going to try and give you a pretty quick summer preview for movies that are coming out. I'm sure everybody's got their content that they're watching right now. In fact, we invite you, the kind listener to, if you've got something you're excited about uh, coming out or some thoughts on anything we said today, make sure you drop us a line at info, I-N-F-O, at theothekindradio.com. Todd, I didn't share the page, the link with you. It's I'm on harpersbazaar.com. Um, I just type... our link to go to for this? And I'm going to put it in our production document uh, down at the bottom. And you can join us and join me. The first one, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. The first one um, is something I was pretty interested in. I don't know if necessarily it's a movie that needs a sequel, 
Its original release uh, date was March 8th. It's now set for September 7th. We're talking about A Quiet Place 2. Um, did, you saw the first one, right? Yeah, that was the one yeah. where you said the person was eating something. Yeah, it, it it freaked me out because they were wrestling plastic. It's the John Krasinski <laughs> film uh, of an alien invasion. The aliens are very sensitive to sound. They find you by that. Apparently, they cannot see other than that. And it it was a beautiful exercise in just classic filmmaking where silence was everywhere, but you were completely enthralled in that world. Krasinski has said that he didn't want to make a sequel. The studios obviously did because it made a lot of money. And then he came up with an idea and thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. He also loves the young actors that played the children in it. And he also kind of loves his leading lady who happens to be his wife, but the trailers for it look very interesting. And you know, it, 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 here's my thing always with the sequel. Don't just remake the first film. Tell me something new about that world. Give me something new. And it kind of looks like he may be doing that. I'm, I'm pretty enthralled to see this. You, uh, you definitely took my question. Cause my question to you was going to be, you know, you have <clears throat> a nice film, like a quiet place come out. It's new. It's fresh. It's something that, uh, to me was an experience and, and told a good story, which we've uh, expressed earlier on the podcast episodes that that's what I look for in a movie. Why come out with a second one? And you just answered that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the director. It was the, the, the studio saying we, we want some more money. So. Absolutely. And, and in fact, they were going to move ahead from what I understand. If he wasn't going to take the film, they were going to move ahead and find somebody else. And I think that kind of propelled him to think about it. And I do think that the world is pretty rich, especially with the way the film ended yeah. with the idea that you can find out. And from what the trailer shows, you know, and this is smart. If you're going to tell that story, then go back and, and show some things about when the aliens first came and what does their initial, uh, their initial invasion say about the story as a whole. I, Krasinski was never somebody when I watched the office that I thought, wow, that's a guy that's going to be a heck of a filmmaker. He's, he's a pretty interesting dude. Have you seen, by the way, his videos, he does the, uh, some good news network. No, he, he decided to do his own news network on YouTube and it's all about the good videos he finds. Nice. And it, it's, it's incredibly sweet. The dude, he's a very interesting guy. So again, I'm very, very enthused about this film. I uh, just did a search for it, and uh, I'll make sure I check it out uh, on that. That's great. Everybody need, do. You'll yeah, like it. Yeah, we need some good news. All right, coming up next, um, registers probably mm, very low numbers on my interest level. Uh, I've I, had my fill of these movies. I think we're, we're starting to get to the point where they're just becoming a, a milk toast kind of uh, genre. Uh, nothing against the production team or the actors and actresses that uh, or I should just say actors that are in this film. But anyway, original release date was May 1st. It's now coming out November 6th, the day before A Quiet Place 2. It's um, Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson. Do we really need a backstory here? Next. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, good people associated with this, but I, I've got some tired head too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're in this, even this bit here on there talks about that there's been a lot of talk that this just needs to come straight to video. Right. I, I would have no problem yeah. were they to do what Star Wars is doing, which is making TV shows of these characters. I'm just not that interested. I'm seeing this more as on the side of uh, studio money-making versus somebody saying, I've written a really interesting, you know, storyline for Scarlet. You know, the one adventure that also doesn't really have a superpower. Super 
Um, but we'll see how that works. And I think straight to video might be a good idea for it. All right. Next up, I didn't even know uh, was a movie that was coming out. Uh, it's uh, scheduled release date was uh, May 8th. It's now set for TBD, uh, which I looked on Google Calendar. I can't find that date. Um, it's the personal history of David, David Copperfield. And based on the picture I'm looking at right now, it doesn't look like David Copperfield of modern era. This guy's got like a top hat and a tux on. It's got the cat from uh, Slumdog Millionaire in it. How far off am I? You realize that you're you're doing reductionist, Jeff. It's not the David Copperfield magician guy. This is Dickens. Oh, that David Copperfield. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, so it's Defital from um, Slumdog Millionaire starring in a film that has uh, Simon Blackwell, who's one of the writers for Veep, Four Lions and the Loop. Uh, some good people attached with it. To me, this is an interesting thing that Bazaar would put that Harper's Bazaar would put this as a summer movie. Yes, it may come out in the summer. When we think of summer movies, we think of things that are going to move the needle as far as box office and Hollywood is in desperate need of moving the box office right now uh, in the midst of the whole COVID shutdown. This film it may be a fine film. That's a lot of really good people associated with it. Uh, Tilda Swinton's involved. She's usually an actress that picks quality projects. That movie's not going to do much. It may be a sleeper hit, but it's not, it, it doesn't belong on this list. I'm just really embarrassed that I thought there was only one David Copperfield. <laughs> okay. You did not. Cause he, no, I'm being serious. Cause I'm like, why would they have this old timey dude hanging out? I didn't read any of the text. Of course not. I'd RTFM. Heck No. Let's make a joke. Let's be funny, Jeff. Let's be an idiot. But I do. It does make sense now because he rolled the he wrote the uh, disappearance of two cities, so that that makes yeah okay. So right now you're hurting my older sister's <laughs> brain and heart because right. I may have mentioned before she is a doctor of Dickensian literature. Oh, let's have her and on. So Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. She's a <laughs> lovely person, but you know that is not what the other kind is. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, she she knows her Dickens. And so the minute I see I automatically go to Charles Dickens instead of the really bad, cheesy. Right. Magician. I love it. Sometimes being ignorant is bliss. And I can already see the, the text coming in from Beaker. Your comedy was spot on 100 percent until you got to David Copperfield. And actually, I think today he may say, man, your comedy was entirely off until you got to David Copperfield. <laughs> the opposite. I love it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next film. Uh, another one I uh, uh, was unaware of, which is great. Obviously, was unaware of a lot of things. Um, we've got, uh, I'm seeing Chris Rock and another dude standing there. It's scheduled release date May 15th. It's going to be released on the same date as the personal history of David Copperfield, which is Copperfield, which is TBD, Spiral, from the Book of Saw. So this looks like another installment of Saw. Yeah, so this is going to be the first time that I mention uh, what happens to me with summer movies. I've never seen a single Saw film, and I probably won't see this one either. Though I do like Chris Rock, and the dude that's there with him is the uh, driver love interest from Handmaid's Tale. So mm. I like him. I have no interest in seeing this film. Oh, that's right. That was the that was the general the the what's his face's driver. Yeah, yeah, that's where I recognize yeah. him from. Um, yeah, that'll be kind of, that's something, I mean, Saw, the first one was, was amazing. Um, was it? oh yeah. If you like horror films, it was great. The concept was just wonderful. And the, the idea being these people wake up and they're in these rooms or situations where they have a choice and 
either they choose choose well and make up for whatever their sin was or anything, or they horrible things happen to them. All right, let's okay. let's go on to a, yet another installment of a movie that I kind of lost a uh, series that I lost interest in early on, and that's it's called F Nine. Uh, the original release date was May twenty second. Now it's April second, twenty twenty one. Oh, originally, yeah, okay. So it's coming out next year. It's the ninth installment of Fast and Furious. Uh oh. So here's another series of films. I've I, okay. I I'm gonna lie that I've never seen it. I've never watched one completely from start to finish. I flipped past it on HBO and I thought this is not a movie that I want to see. I just don't find myself compelled to watch any. And now, you know, I have a lot of friends like, Hey, you really should. They're a lot of fun. Go watch them. Mm. I actually mm. am taking on a little bit of reductionist Jeff and Uh-oh. saying, I really am proud that I've never seen one. <laughs> well, uh, it does mention here that Charlize is going to be in there. So that does add a little, uh, a little credibility, a little, to it. yep. Um, I have a problem with Vin Diesel. I like, uh, yeah. what's her name? The, 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 uh, Hispanic actress that's behind him in that picture that was on lost Michelle Rodriguez, I think is her name. I like her. I like people that have been in it. I just something about, don't they steal cars? And that the whole thing in these it race, there's, car yeah. there's cars involved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big, I like cars. I think cars are cool, but I'm not a big car person. So not going to be compelled to watch that. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip down because I know we're running a little over time right now. Uh, but Wonder Woman 1984, that should be interesting, August 14th. The next one that really caught my eye was Top Gun Maverick, which was scheduled to come out June 24th, which is now coming out December 23rd. It'll be interesting to see, after all these years, if uh, they can get this going again. Now, when the original Top Gun came out uh, 30 years ago or so, uh, I was fully on board. Top Gun was awesome. Um, and there is that part of me that is interested in seeing this kind of come back again. I'm I'm sure, like the split decision to order a cheeseburger at a fast food restaurant, this is something I'll end up regretting shortly thereafter I begin to digest it. Yeah, the original Top Gun, directed by Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's younger brother, now deceased. Um, it, it was a fine popcorn film it's meant to be like that and and i think that maybe you can you know with all this let's relaunch things i it may be something that really works i funny thing is abby's got a lot of uh, young male friends you know her age that are just geeking out over this and i thought you know why and they were telling me how that's become a huge hit on video for kids of their their age so who knows? Maybe the studio said we've, you know, we see the sales on this. We see the numbers when people watch it on TV. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Um, I'm looking through here as well. In the Heights, are you? Where's that hitting your radar? Oh, okay, you're excited about that. Originally set for June 26th, now coming out June 18th, 2021. It's got the dude that's was in charge of that one Broadway play. That's kind of a big deal. Okay, so there was reductions, Jeff. <laughs> that guy would be Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, this is his his inaugural Broadway musical, In the Heights, that he won a, a slew of Tonys for, mm. gave him the cachet to then go on and create Hamilton. It tells the stories of people growing up in the Heights in New York City uh, and just their relationships. It is it is as interesting a listen as Hamilton. It's not probably as executed as beautifully. You can tell that he grew in the time, but you can see the chops all over the place using different things. Uh, the guy writes 
he, he makes my heart break that I can't be like that. He can write mm. salsa numbers. He can write ballads. He can rap. He can do all these things in the Heights is going to be a great movie because he was able to enlist John Chu who directed crazy rich agents, which was a good movie. I, I wasn't just geeked out about it, but what I can see is a visual flair and understanding the ability to push a narrative. I, this along with a couple of others where I see that they're pushing almost a year out, I'm really going to be surprised if they keep these new release dates as yeah. is I'm, I'll be shocked if we don't change the paradigm a little bit and say a film that was originally going to be hot in the summer, we're going to push now because people want to get back in the theaters when it becomes safe. Right. Right. And I was just going to ask that because it's supposed to be the 2020 summer preview and a lot of these are 2021. So thank you for adding that in. Um, Real quick, Free Guy, which has, um, oh, God, I'm trying to find his name in here. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yes. Ryan Reynolds is, uh, uh, it's originally Free Guy was scheduled to be released on July 23rd. Now it's December 11th. Uh, this is a video game movie, and I have, you know, uh, this will be something I'll catch when it comes out on release. It's, it, it's just, an, it's, Another attempt by Hollywood to be like, hey, video games are popular. Let's write a movie around a video game. And basically it's about a non-playing character or NPC in a video game that becomes self-aware and realizes that he now can do what he wants in the video game rather than just playing a regular non-player character in the video game. So it's a fish out of water. We'll see. Ryan Reynolds is talented, but we'll see. Well, my hope for it too, is that it has Sean Levy from who is one of the lead directors and creators of stranger things and a couple of other things. He's directing it. You've also got co-stars Taika Waititi, who is the star director of Jojo rabbit and Jody Comer from killing Eve. So you've got some good people involved. Uh, and I, I would be remiss to not mention that the guy that plays Steve from stranger things, I know his name's Joe something is also in it. And I mentioned that because my daughter just thinks he's all kinds of cute and I don't <laughs> want her to listen to this and not know that I mentioned him. I, I I'm not that excited about it. I know I'll be seeing it whenever it comes yeah. out because Abby wants to see it. Yeah. And um, by the way, when you're looking for the star's name, look to the very first of the paragraph and the first two words, Ryan Reynolds, that's when you'll find his name. You oh. don't have to wonder. Is it, I scan. I scan right past that. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be down lower. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife original release date July tenth. Now set for March fifth, twenty twenty one. I think I've seen some previews of this. Uh, again, it's kind of the ones why, 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 why. Um, however, the take on this is Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters. Kids find out. So doesn't it even have Finn Wolfhard from Stranger it Things does. in it. I think so. Uh, I, I can't see his name, but as the kind listener now knows, I can't read. Um, so our last two we'll go through here, which are kind of the, the, the big ones to me. I think that I'm looking forward to coming out is Tenet, who's, which is done by Christopher Nolan, original um, release date, July 17th, now set for, and, and uh, right now it's still set for the same uh, date for July 17th. Uh, Christopher Nolan, huge fan. This movie's got the whole weirdness of, his films and i i dig that interested in seeing it uh this is being considered by much of hollywood as the the guide point for what the summer is going to be they're really trying to keep it as close to schedule as possible hoping people will come out because as you know when when 
Nolan does something, it is an event now. Uh, interesting thing about it, even the name of the film being a palindrome, I believe that's the right word for it, where it's saying forward and back. Yep. So that, you know, the guy even thinks these things through as far as just names tell you a bit about the story. It's an interesting concept. I, I, I was just watching The Prestige, one of his films the other mm. day, and I thought, man, he's great. Does he just tell the same story over and over where it's constantly like overlapping time kind of, you know, but then Dunkirk really didn't do that a whole lot. But anyway, you are, you are, you are in point with that though. Very interesting. He's very good though. I don't want to diminish him. No, no. very good. Um, And then the last one uh, that I'm seeing on here is the French dispatch uh, from Texas born filmmaker, Wes Anderson, Uh, original release date, 24th now October 16th it's got some great people in it I'm just looking at the picture on the website here and it's got stars galore in it I didn't even have I, I didn't know this was a Wes Anderson film I I like him I don't keep up with a ton of his stuff but the moment that I saw the picture I thought oh Wes Anderson has a new film coming out because does that yes. one image does it's it's very flat and the the colors are very muted mustardy with a little splash of something in here you can just tell that it's him would you would you say he was influenced by Stanley Kubrick because this shot in itself makes me think of some of his stuff I constantly I you know his his sensibilities are definitely not Kubrick but I have ah. often thought man visually he must adore Kubrick because just that, that idea that I'm going to really use a lens that draws everything together and make it very flat. Yeah, man. So we, we hope with everything going on that some of these movies make it out on time that, uh, this continues. I know there's one more at the bottom of the page called jungle cruise. I didn't know if you were interested in that or not. And it uh, looks like another, apparently another attempt by Disney to make a movie out of a ride. They have, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what it is. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Hey, let's make movies yeah. out of our rides. Let's retrofit a movie into it. Nice. Uh, July 24th, original release date. Now July 20th. So they moved it up. One of the few movies moving up. Uh, it's got Emily Blunt in it. And um, uh, the film inspired by Adventureland Ride promised to take two lead actors on a wet and wild trip scattered. No, yeah, I'm probably, I'm out. <laughs> Yep, I couldn't care less. I don't care if you tell me it's the best film ever made. If it makes Citizen Kane look like Plan 9 from Outer Space, I don't care. I won't see this movie. All right, so there's your uh, The Other Kind Radio uh, summer movie preview, as best we could do. Uh, Those are uh, theatrical movies, just in case you were wondering why we didn't mention anything from uh, Hulu or Prime or Amazon. Uh, well, we've, uh, we've, woof, we've run a good amount of time up today. Uh, one of the longer episodes we had, we, we thank you for your time. I'll throw it over to Todd for final shouts or uh, comments, and then we'll, we'll shut this thing down. Everybody stay safe. Keep looking to, uh, online video. If you're looking for films, like I tell Jeff, they're doing a lot of things like re-releasing classic films like Jaws and 4k. I know there are a lot of films coming like that. You may not be able to get out right now and see things in theaters, but there are a lot of things to turn back to. And I told Jeff, I really want to start in future episodes. We may do a little bit of a film festival type thing. And we'll, we'll tell you what those films are ahead of time. So you can watch with us. There's a lot of fantastic content out there there's no reason we shouldn't all be watching it together. We're, we're going to put that together for you. Very well said, Todd. Very well said, Todd, as I can't talk now. Um, 
And, and I look forward to doing that. That's what I want to do. Um, I want to encourage my little spot today is going to encourage you, the kind listener, to you know, write in. We'll release the phone number here soon that you can you can call in and, and tell us that we're idiots and everything. But take the time, write us an email, info at theotherkindradio.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know if there's anything that you're interested in talking about and or agree or disagree with anything we said, like Todd said on his video that we discussed earlier. You know, negative comments are welcome as well. Uh, we like to hear the uh, the criticism uh, and, and you know, work off of that. So uh, with all of that being said, uh, I want to thank uh, all of the listeners we had this past week. It was it was a good week. Uh, we're we're past uh, ten thousand four hundred listens uh, so far. So uh, we appreciate that, uh, especially on SoundCloud. Everybody that's followed us, uh, everybody that uh, is uh, giving us support online, uh, it's very much appreciated. And if I'm quickly trying to get to the stats here, real quick, this past week, um, yeah, we had. Uh, Ireland in the house, United States. Uh, we had uh, some people from, uh, I said Ireland and specifically Dublin that were listening. So again, we appreciate all of your support, all of the likes, all the subscribes, keeping us going, keeping us uh, spinning this podcast. Have a great week. Like Todd said, stay safe. I haven't hit the button yet, which is supposed to delay the, this, the outro music a little bit. So uh, give me a second here. We'll be ready to go there, but stay safe, be kind, practice social distancing, And uh, we'll see you next week uh, on The Other Kind Radio. In the meantime, Jeff's got to hit the mute button, bring up this music, which for whatever reason is not playing, because I guess I didn't hit the button right. Good Lord, America. Radio. Yeah. This is a great great way to end, end a show. Wait, do your rewind like you did earlier where you couldn't say, well said, Todd. Just make that sound and it'll sound like we started over. Right. There it is. There we go. Hey, while you're running around this week, staying safe, remember, we are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. Hey there, kind listener. Don't be afraid. It's Jeff with The Other Kind Radio, here to explain what's going on. I had PC issues, as you'll hear later in the show, this earlier this week. Well, those PC issues changed some settings from just my normal get-up-and-go record. This affected the Twitch stream, which has now been taken down, as well as the recording of the show. So, basically, my intro for Todd and everything... Uh, none of his voice was captured. So basically you hear me talking to myself and as exciting as that may sound, it makes for horrible podcasting. So I'm going to go ahead and save you the kind listener of the time. going to go ahead and delete that portion of the show. And we're going to start up with Todd take, telling us uh, some significance of the number 87. Um, I know we joke about it on the show. Uh, I promise to do better due diligence in the future <laughs> and try to avoid this happening again. Uh, so we're going to pick it up here with Todd talking about the significance of the number 87 here on The Other Kind Radio. Please enjoy. <laughs>